This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Still live here at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ in Henderson. Got one hour to go. Coming up at 320, Desert Pines head football coach Tico Rodriguez. We'll talk to him about Desert Pines' victory on Friday night. Team caused six turnovers. They caused six. They created six turnovers. Came up with a big victory over a really good team out of Utah. Four-time state champion in 5A. It's a big-time team. They came up with a big-time victory. So uh, we'll talk to Coach Rodriguez about that coming up at 320. But I want to get back to the Raider Nation listener line and also the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Make sure you visit SalmonAsh.com because you deserve what's right. I do want to go back real quick and address Raider Reggie's call when he talked about the fourth and one play call. And I only want to go back and address this because I, I too, agree. Fourth and one, I know there were some critics later that, oh, you should have kicked a field goal, go for it. I agree. I was I felt very comfortable in going for it on fourth and one. I thought that the Raiders made a good decision to go for it on fourth and one. Now, I didn't like the the play call itself, but I liked the aggressiveness to go for it on fourth and one, trying to get into the end zone, trying to tie the game up. If this had been any other – well, actually, not even any other year. If John Gruden had said, you know what, go kick a field goal, everybody and their mother would have said – why are you kicking a field goal? Why don't you show confidence in your team? Why don't you let them know that you believe in them? I, and this is why I say this, and I'm not trying to get on nobody's helmet. I'm just saying, that's what, what's up, my man? That's what always happens. If he, had, if he had ran the field goal team out there, everyone would have lost their minds. Oh, he's so conservative. Oh, he's not. He's, he doesn't need seven, not three. You know what I mean? Like, you would have heard all that. But because the way that the defense was playing, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. This is your boy Q speaking. In my opinion, the way the defense was playing, it was okay to go for it on fourth and one because if they didn't pick it up, you had confidence the defense was going to be able to get the ball back. That's why I was comfortable with it. I didn't like the play. I I think they could have ran a better play, but I was okay with it. So, again, I mean, I know that we're probably splitting hairs, but I I did see some people, especially later on in the game, it's so convenient. Oh, look, they're only down three. That's that field goal that John Green should have kicked. I mean, sometimes you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You know, I mean, and he knows that I don't have to, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't have to cut for him because he's a coach. Coaches are, and it doesn't matter if you're on the high school level, college level, if you're on in the NFL, it doesn't matter. Coaches, you know, you're the hero and you're the, and, and you're the, and, and you're the, the zero <laughs> real quick, fast and hurry. You know, you go from the penthouse to the outhouse real quick. It's just how it is. The shine runs, wears off on you really quick. One decision all of a sudden. Got a text from Vegas Pete on the Salmon Ash text line. Mad Max owned the Ravens' right tackle. The defense had two strips, and the offense put up 23 second-half points on a top-three defense who only allows 19 points per game. Great team win. Still the kings of Monday Night Footballs from Vegas Pete. Got another text from LV Raider Marcus. Q, tell Tom to zip it. <laughs> Enjoy the win. You sound like Josh DePoe. 
<laughs> who Derek Carr had a great time with last night. That was so awesome, and I'm going away from the text now. That was so awesome to see the interaction between Josh and, and, and Derek Carr because it's always the, the running joke about he's the most negative dude that you know covers the Raiders or has anything to say about the Raiders. And for Derek Carr to just kind of have fun with him and say that, man, Josh already had the tweet ready. He was about to send it out. And he's like, oh, no, you know, Josh is a good guy. He's just so negative. You know, it was just – it was really funny to see it him have hilarious. that. It was It was. It was funny to ha- see him have that moment uh, with him during the, the media session. I thought that that was really cool. Hey, but, Kimber, but let me drop another little nugget there. Go how for you. texter, how they said that, oh, Mad Max owned the right tackle. If you listen to this show, maybe you could have seen that coming because remember when we had Bobby Trossett on last week? Yep. Yep. And he he dropped that gem. I just wanted to point that out. No, great great job. Great job, uh, DeMond, because you're right. He did. Bobby mentioned, hey, it's going to be a struggle with uh, uh, Villanueva. He's going to. It's going to take a while for him to get, you know, lathered up and get him going. And, and they had concerns about that. Well, Mad Max Crosby. And again, I've been saying it all training camp, all preseason, he looks fast. Now, I dare someone to tell me that I'm lying because that dude looked like he had wheels last night. And my perfect example of that, and then we'll get to our caller, he chased Lamar Jackson all the way to the sideline. Normally, Lamar Jackson turns the corner and gets upfield. Mad Max ran sideline to sideline with him, and I know that he gave everything he got. And it wasn't – I'm not saying it was perfect. I'm not saying he ran as fast as Lamar Jackson because we know that that's just not not even on the same page. But to be able to hang and make him so uncomfortable and and turn what play Lamar Jackson looked like he was going to make into basically nothing, that was a hell of a performance by Max Crosby. He was absolutely man on fire last night. He was Mad Max last night. That's something special. And, you know, I don't always want to keep going back to the story – and I know that guys like Darren Waller, Carl Nassib, Max Crosby, they probably get tired of hearing their story all the time. Sometimes they probably just want to be looked at as just players, just guys out there making plays. But he, he looked fast. He looked sober fast, if you know what I mean. Just He looked like he, he, he was just in a total different condition, and he's looked like that all training camp long. It's something that I really want to stress. I've been saying it for a while, but – yeah, he, uh, he, 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 looks, he looks the part for sure. Uh, let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. Ruben in Vegas, you're on Raider Nation Radio 920. What's on your mind, my man? What's going on, Q? Uh, epic, epic, historic. Man, my voice is barely coming back. Epic, historic, <laughs> bittersweet moment last night. Was able to attend the game. I missed you. I got to chat it up with uh, Rich, with Clay. Uh, JT, EA a little bit before the game. Oh, okay. uh, I missed you. I didn't get to see you. Uh, but it was just historic, man. I mean, I, I want to give a special shout-out to the Raiders PR and Mr. Mark Davis, if they were listening. And if they're listening, since you're at the facility, they've got some too short, man. They had some ice cubes. They had some hell's bells <laughs> on defense. Yep. We, I like that, man. I like that. You know, it just felt good. The vibe was good. The atmosphere was just, It was good, man. It was just a great – had a great time yesterday and – one game at a time, you know, good victory, uh, injuries, uh, maybe Priestin has to do with it a little bit, but on to the Steelers, just enjoy the moment, historic night for Las Vegas, being a local from Cali, now living out here, it, it's just unreal, man, I'm still like, wow, but hey, our team, we got the win, we got the dub, on to Pittsburgh. 
There it is. Great call. Great call, Ruben. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate you, man. I'm sorry I missed you, but don't worry, man. There's plenty more games, and we'll definitely catch up. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being in attendance. I appreciate you being loud and proud, and I know you were loud and proud because you have no voice, and believe me, your boy has spent many a day with no voice because of, well, the game the night before or whatever, uh, me being loud. I'm just loud in general, but you know, that's just kind of how it goes, so uh, I can appreciate you being out there and affecting the game, not just enjoying the game and watching it, but affecting the game. Uh, let's go out to the five and dime. Let's go out to Oakland, California. My guy, Brandon, you're on Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up, Q? Chilling. Hey, uh, man, love the show, man. I-, I got you on lock on the podcast, you know, and, uh, man, I just want to say it-, it was a heck of a game last night, man. I was-, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And, um, man, I-, I wanted to know if the Raiders actually signed the ha-ha Clinton Dicks. And uh, what will he do for our defense if they did sign him? Yeah, th- thank you, thank you for that call, my man. I appreciate you. I was doing that, uh, you know, little reverb action on there. Uh, but yeah, Brandon, good call. And yeah, they did. They signed Ha Ha Clinton Dix to the practice squad, and obviously, as a veteran, uh, he's not going to be there very long. He's going to provide some depth. And when I saw that. Um, that made me realize that Teamer, who's been banged up dealing with a shoulder injury and I believe an ankle injury as well, uh, he's, he's, he's pretty banged up, you know. And so that's unfortunate because that's a guy that Gus Bradley felt really good about when they made the decision to move on from a Carl Joseph, when they made the move, the decision to, you know, keep a Dallin Levitt thinking, hey, Teamer's going to get onto the field. And if you saw, and I've mentioned it before, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, Dallin Levitt is a special teams dude. He's a special teams ace. So when he gets onto the field as a safety, uh, that's not usually how they want to use him. So that's a situation that Teamer would have been onto the field, and he wasn't able to do that. So that's why they went and go and sign a guy like HaHa Clinton Dix, a guy who's been there, done that veteran. I think he's a little bit slower now. Um, you know, he's not quite the guy that he was. Uh, obviously, when he was early in his career, but he could still—he still got the chops to get it done. You know, he still—he still got some playmaking ability. So uh, I do think that, if, depending on the injury to Teamer and see if he—if he's able to bounce back sooner rather than later, I think you probably see Ha Clinton Dix uh, maybe as early as this week, even. And again, that's just me speculating. I'm not—you know—it's not no insider news or information or anything like that. So uh, yeah, but thank you for that call, my man. I definitely appreciate you, and thanks for having the radio station uh, locked in as you do. Uh, got a text from the six from uh, the the Salmon Ash text line six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. What are our options now with our O line? Is there a guy in free agency, or are we good we with our in house talent? Uh, and it doesn't have a name on it, but I do appreciate the text. Well, I'll say this: that O line for the last couple seasons has never been consistent, right? I mean, it just it hasn't. And you know, it's, injuries happen. You know, and Denzel Good. Going down with the ACL, torn ACL. Again, not confirmed by the Raiders yet, but just it's out there. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN put that out there. Uh, so I just want to make sure I preface that and let it be known. But uh, you got John Simpson in-house. Um, you also have, oh, man, um, Jeremiah uh, <laughs> Illuminor. Excuse me, Jeremiah Illuminor, who came in and played well. He did a good job for Denzel Good last night. Uh, John Simpson was taking the place of Richie Incognito. Uh, there's thoughts that Richie Incognito possibly could come back and play this week. Uh, it'd be great if he can. Uh, I, I'm, I'm on a wait and see mode. You know, unfortunately for Richie, man, you know, you start getting older, and, and father time is is father time. You know, and I'm not trying to take him out back and and you know bury him, bury him or anything. I'm just saying it's just it's rough, man. When you're 38, you're coming off an Achilles injury, and then you have a calf injury that you're dealing with and trying to get back. And I know that Richie's in great shape. I mean, I see him out there at training camp and practice, and and he looks the part. But sometimes, man, your your body tells you another story. And it's just it's the it's the tail of the tape. That's what happens. So 
Uh, I don't know if there's really any any free agents that you might want to go get. I've seen a couple people tweet at me and, oh, go have a reunion with, you know, Kelechi Osemele or, you know, someone else. And uh, I, you, you got guys on your practice squad that you may feel comfortable about. I mean, that's, that's something that Tom Cable's got to figure out. You know, he's been working with a lot of these guys throughout the course of this hot summer out here in Henderson, you know. So, uh, if anything, I feel more comfortable with the guys that are in-house that have been there, done that, and kind of know the teachings more of you know more than uh, some guy that's just coming in from 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 off the off the street. So uh, I guess that's kind of a roundabout way of answering that. Uh, the O line obviously needs to continue to to improve. Andre James had moments where he looked like a guy that was getting his first start against a really good team in Baltimore, and then he had other times where he sprung Josh Jacobs for that that second touchdown that Jacobs had. He looked really good, you know. So the, and that's how it's going to be. You're going to have ups and downs. You just are. So. It's just kind of what you, uh, you know, kind of what you have to deal with. But uh, they're young, and they'll, uh, they'll, they'll get back. They'll get back uh, the way that they, they, they need to. So uh, thank you so much for all that feedback. Thank you all the calls and texts on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. When we come back, Desert Pines head football coach Tico Rodriguez, he's going to join the show to talk about the victory that the Tigers had on Friday night. We'll do that all next. Unnecessary Roughness live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Welcome back here to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We are entering, actually we are in week four of the high school football season. That means week four of the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week Award. And this week I'm pleased to announce that the winner is Desert Pines head football coach Tico Rodriguez. And coach, congratulations on on being the recipient of the award this week. But more importantly, congratulations on the big 53-42 victory in the Polynesian Classic versus Orem, a team out of uh, Utah. Now you're 3-0 and on the season. Congratulations, and how does that feel? It feels tremendous. Uh, we're actually 2-0 and because we, we lost a couple games to uh, COVID protocols, but it feels great to, to win this award. Uh, Tom Flores is a big idol of mine, and it's just uh, it's a tremendous honor to win this. Yeah, no, it's and to win the game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and and hate to lose games to you know COVID and all that. But uh, again, just being two and zero on the season is, is something to to be uh, pretty happy about. And your team forced six turnovers, and we always talk about turnovers coming in bunches. Is that kind of just how you felt that that the game went? It just kind of once they got a couple turnovers, that just the ball got so big that they went and got it. It, it was a very unusual game. They were going in to uh, to score to go up 14-7, and they fumble on the one-yard line. And uh, we, we get the ball back. And then on a, we score, we kick off, they fumble again. Uh, we kick off again, they fumble again. So before you knew it, it was 21-7, to and, and the momentum has sh- shifted. So those turnovers were huge in our, in our success. Yeah, no, that that is, and and again, we look sometimes at just the stats, and you see all the numbers uh, as far as yards that they were able to rack up, and then and then realize that it doesn't tell the whole story because of all those turnovers that you're able to create. Uh, how does what's the mentality? What what are you telling your team uh, when there's a little bit of adversity? When you know when they are looking like they're being successful, at least picking up yards, they're not they're not scoring as much as they want to, but at least they're you know they're still looking like they're being pretty successful. What are you telling your team? Well, it, it, it was a perfect example why you don't quit on a play or everybody runs to the ball because those turnovers were created by great effort. And um, 
you know, we were bending a little bit, but we didn't break in the first half. So the, the, those turnovers were just based on great effort, you know, everybody running the ball when the ball's on the ground, the team just pursuing, getting to the ball. So it was a great teaching moment that, you know, sometimes things are not going to go your way, but with great effort and pursuit, good things do happen to you. Talking right now with Desert Pines head football coach Tico Rodriguez here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And coach, every game is important, of course. We always talk about seeing wins and teams building on wins, but to also go in there and win the Polynesian Classic, a win against a team that's really good, uh, defending state champion multiple times, you know, I mean, how, how, how much pride and joy do you take that in that, that kind of victory? It, it's for our community, that's a huge win. This is a four-time state champion in Utah and they're a very proud program and to have a young team you know our, our situation was very odd we played the first week and then second week we're in COVID pro, uh, quarantine for a week and then the third third week we had a we we had another outbreak with uh, COVID with the other team so that we only played one game at that time and uh, I, I have four freshmen starting for me and to, to compete and to beat a, a quality, quality pro, of a program like uh, Orem, it just builds a lot of confidence in the young guys that that we're on the right track and and things are you know looking uh, bright. The future is looking bright. Absolutely. We're again, talking right now with Desert Pines head football coach Tico Rodriguez. He is the recipient of the Tom Flores Coach of the Week Award here on Radio Nation Radio 920. I got my guy Demond Cotton in here, and he wants to ask you a couple questions. Coach, go ahead. All right, Coach, I remember that there was an article in The Sun about how you guys have, like, a, a big group text. Now, when you talk about how you guys had to take that time off for COVID, was that group text very active? Is that how you keep the players, like, all involved and keep that camaraderie, that camaraderie high even when you don't have games? Absolutely. It, 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 it's always important to have constant communication with your team. You know, that, that first week when they found out they could – that second week when they found out they had to go in quarantine – for a week, weren't weren't allowed on campus. There were a lot of kids that were really bummed out, and um, we had to, as coaching staff, keep their spirits up. Like, hey, we're gonna get through this. We got to go through this the, these protocols, but don't don't get down on yourself, and just keeping their spirits up because, you know, when you lose a whole season, there they, it, it's it's tough on these kids when it's touch and go. One week we're playing, one week we're not. The first week, it was it was definitely a, a very emotional roller coaster for us. What, with that being said, what have you learned about your team so far in this young season? Well, it, it's a, a resilient young group. You know, uh, defensively, we're really young. I'm only returning one starter. Um, it, it's just a group that has bought in. They've become a brotherhood. They love coming, working together. You know, just having the opportunity to play a team like Orem, they, they're just excited to be playing football and right. being friends and hanging out. And when they didn't have that for a whole year, it kind of they, – they don't take that for granted. Right. You know, and it's it's very special to see the, the love and respect they have for each other. And, Coach, uh, league play has not started yet for you guys, but uh, before league play does start, you have another game up. What do you need to see from your team to know that you're prepared for league play? Well, we just got to uh, improve on – we made a defensively just very technical stuff, you know, getting off blocks, being lined in the right position. Um, we just have to correct things that you usually get – games two and three but you know we didn't have that luxury so mm -hmm. we have to fast track 
this game exposed some 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 uh, deficiencies. So we're going to watch film and, and and practice and try to clean a lot of our mistakes up. All right, Coach, going back to that last game, your quarterback being fresh from Hawaii, um, you have so many players that are Polynesian. Did your players express to you how much winning that game meant? Oh, absolutely. It was, you know, it was a big, uh, you know, playing a team like Orem that has a big Polynesian uh, population. It was just uh, for our community, it was just a, a, a game of pride, you know, having the community supporting them and, you know, our quarterback's, two, three years removed from Hawaii, just having that experience to, to perform in front of his, you know, his family and, and uh, cousins. It, it was just a really uh, special moment for uh, my Polynesian players. Talking right now with Tico Rodriguez, head football coach at Desert Pines uh, football team, the Tigers here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, and, and mentioned multiple times that you're the Tom Flores High School uh, football coach of the week. What does it mean to you that the, the Raiders are so heavily involved in the community and are, are doing something like this and, and also giving a $1,000 donation to your football program? It, it's a, you know, the Raiders have been fantastic. I mean, they they're a true partner with our community and our high school uh, athletics. They've done so many, uh, you know, events for, for the kids. You know, they invited us to a preseason game. They, their outreach and, and what they've provided for our community has been tremendous. And, you know, winning a, a $1,000 check really helps a school like ours. You know, we're in the east side of town. We don't have a lot of uh, extras and we don't have a lot of uh, – you know, big boosters where they can donate $10,000 at a time. But the Raiders, the, the Raider Nation has been fantastic for high school sports here in, in Las Vegas. That's awesome. It really is. And we really are embracing it here as well on Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, it's so important, Coach. I, I talk about it all the time that high school football coaches are not just X's and O's, not just teachers of wins and losses, but also mentors to young men and women and, you know, just really a sounding board sometime. And, uh, you know, just just to be that that big brother, that big mentor, how, how important is it to you to be so heavily involved in, in your players' lives and, and be there for them when they need you on and off the field? You know, that is the foundation why I do this job. You know, I've been at Desert Pines 20 years. Um, I, the only kind of coaches I hire are guys that are mentors, not just football coaches. Our kids need, you know, that extra support. So when I'm looking to hire a coach, he has to have those qualities, not just, you know, a football guy. He has to be someone that becomes part of that kid's family. And um, that that is contribute to our, our family feel here at Desert Pines is that, our coaches are mentors, and they want to show the show the young kids the way how to behave themselves. We hold them accountable with their grades, and, and I think that's the foundation of why we do this as coaches. All right, Coach, so going back to that article that I read about this group chat, you also have former players in there, and that what you said about bringing in the coaches of the, the family that you built there. How many former players still do you keep in contact with today? Well, pretty much all of them. <laughs> when they're, we've had over 40 Division One players in the last eight years, and when they're here in the summer, they come and work out with the young guys. So we we all keep, you know, we we stay together. They they're part of our family. They come back. They mentor the young guys. So that that was very important when I took over in 2013 was to uh, as the head coach was to build that 
where guys come back and they give to the younger generation and the younger players. So it's it's very important that we keep that. Yeah, that that is important. And it's funny because, you know, of course, we, we keep tying it back in together with the Raiders. And, of course, the Raiders motto, once a Raider, always a Raider. And so you always yep. see, you know, the alumni come back and give back, like you said, and kind of help mentor the young players. And this is obviously even more important because it's on the high school level. And so I've always, like I said, had such a high respect for high school football coaches because I know exactly what you mean to so many people across the country and in everybody's community. So uh, we definitely thank you for that. And, and Coach, before I let you go, uh, this week's game, you know, uh, you got another tough one. Uh, you got the Aggies uh, up next. What are, you, what are your thoughts on this upcoming game? What kind of challenges do they present? Well, they're, they are, they're in transition. They were a double-wing team, and now they're a wide-open spread, and they have some tremendous talent. I mean, they have speed at every uh, skill position. They have two – I mean, they have a group of receivers that, are, that can really go. The running back is phenomenal with a good offensive line. So, and they have a, a, a fast athletic defense. So they are a really good program. They are traditionally a, our power, top four, top five program in our state. So it is, there's no uh, downtime. <laughs> we, we go from Orem to playing – one of the biggest top four, top five schools. So we got our work cut, cut out for us. Yeah, but you know what? That's the way that you want to do it. You know, you want to Absolutely. play the best. Absolutely. So uh, good stuff, Coach. We definitely appreciate you. Again, congratulations on being the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week, and congratulations on that big win, and, and definitely good luck, good luck to you this week. Thank you so much. Have a great one. All right, Coach. Appreciate you. There he Thank goes. Thank you. No doubt about it. There he goes. Uh, Desert Pines head football coach Tico Rodriguez uh, come up with a big victory, 53-42 over Orem uh, in the Polynesian Classic and have a big game coming up this week against Arbor View, the Aggies. We thank him so much for joining us. We always like to highlight the high school football coaches. We always like to highlight the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. We do it every single week. You'll hear that interview just like you did right now at 320 every single day on or every single week here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio. 920. We're going to come on back, uh, hear from you, Raider Nation. Hit us up, 702-365-9200. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Raider Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Hey. Okay. You feeling like a champion, Devon? Is that how you're feeling? I mean, the Raiders did get a win. Oh, you're not a champion yet. John Gruden said he felt like he won the game twice to 2-0. <laughs> but he also said that he had nine lives and he felt like a cat that he, you know, was alive, died, resurrected. Well, you know, I mean, there's a lot to unpack from what John Gruden had to say. Uh, I think everybody was so exhausted from that game. Just the emotions of Monday night's game. Just, I feel like everybody was just worn out. At, at, at the end of Derek Carr's media session, he just said, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I got, I got to go. It's like he was almost full throttle, plenty of energy during the media session. Then all of a sudden he got to the end and just, I'm, I'm just really tired. I got to go. Every answer sounded like he was exhausted. Like, I mean, not like tired of like the media, but just out of breath. Like he had just still stepped off the field. 
Right, right. No doubt. No doubt about it, man. No doubt. So uh, it, I, I thought it was pretty entertaining. Uh, just they rolled out a lot of a lot of players last night, as you very well know, because you assisted in passing the microphone around. And that's great when when you're able to do that, too. I uh, just want to shout out to the Raiders PR for being able to do that. Will Kiss and company, including yourself, Damon, because, man, it just makes it so much easier. And, and when I go back and listen, and I do. I'm sure a lot of folks believe that we probably never listen to that stuff. I always go back and listen to media sessions, and it's always great to be able to hear, uh, you know, the question, who it's coming from, uh, all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, when, when we're at the facility there and you use the microphones, it's really cool. So thank you for uh, for your assistance there, my man. Uh, you were on your job last night. You really were. <laughs> you did. You did a heck of a job. Uh, man, got a lot of feedback that we want to get to. Got a lot of text messages, the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Just got a few more minutes left of today's show. Before I do that, I do not want to mess up. I do not want to forget to give out some prizes. I always, I'm that guy that always wants to give stuff away, but then sometimes I get rolling and I get cooking on the show and I forget to give things out, and that's not cool. I want to make sure that if we have something to give away, I should give it away to you. So what I'm going to do, and Damon, you're going to have to probably take the winners' names and their information and then give it to me so I can make sure it gets taken care of or uh, getting over to our guy to make sure it gets taken care of so they get their tickets. I want to give out two four-pack tickets to UNLV. Two four-pack tickets to UNLV and Iowa State. Uh, they got a big game coming up at uh, Legion Stadium this Saturday. Uh, Iowa State's a big-time opponent. I know UNLV is 0-2 on the season, but uh, still want to show some some love to the Rebels. And since I have some tickets, I'm going to give out two four-pack of tickets right now. I forgot to give some out yesterday as I was just so hyped up to be at the stadium and be ready for the game. I, uh, I failed to give them out. So let's go ahead and do two four-pack tickets. So caller number nine right now, 702-365-9200. That's caller number nine. And then we're going to double down, DeMond, do number nine and number 10. Hook them both up. But uh, hook them both up with two or a four-pack of, of tickets to the game this Saturday at Allegiant Stadium, UNLV versus Iowa State. So, uh, yeah, do that right now. But I do want to go out to the Raider Nation listener line right now and uh, get some feedback. And I believe DeMond said Raider Mark in Henderson, you're on uh, Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up, Q, man? Chilling, man, chilling. Good man, you did. I mean, you did a fantastic job yesterday, man. You, they should give you a raise, man. You, you did an <laughs> awesome job. You guys, man, you guys are fantastic, man. Especially you, man. You did. You turned it up, man. And you, you, you helped Raiders get this win, man. I definitely appreciate it, man. Hey, man. Thank you. Know, you. Uh, I, I'm glad we pulled that out last night, man. It, it was, it was, uh, you know, nip and tuck, and it was, you know, of course, how the Raiders do it. You know, all these years I've been a Raider fan, man. Uh, ever since uh, 1980, man, I went to high school with Lincoln Kennedy. My brother played against Marcus Allen in high school, man. So I, I, I love the Raiders, man. I'm glad we pulled it out. Uh, I just wish they would have went to uh, Edwards more, man, earlier in the, in the game. Mm-hmm. Get that, you know, at least we can get, you know, Renfro, Waller, uh, and then Edwards should be our three guys. We got to do that against Pittsburgh, man. We got to really run the ball. I hope the offensive line is going to be healthy. I hope Richie comes back. And I hope we get Edwards involved early and Foster Moreau, man. I didn't know. Did he play? I didn't know if he was on the field. <laughs> yeah, he was out there. He was out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Hey, man, I, I appreciate, man, you, what you're doing and stuff. And keep up the great work. And, uh, you know, go Raiders, man. Hopefully we can pull out another victory next week. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for the call, man. That was awesome. I do appreciate the love as well. And and I'll tell you, man, um, everyone really showed up and showed out last night. And, you know, something I challenged Raider Nation, uh, you know, affect the game. Affect the game. And I'll say this. 
especially early on in the game when this offense was struggling. The defense, and, well, the defense was doing its thing, but the, the, the defense was doing its thing, and the crowd continued to answer the bell every single time. Even on second and long, you heard the crowd get fired up. Then third and long, it even got louder, and you could feel the energy. And uh, I, I've got to give it to you. i got to hand it, hats off to, to Raider Nation for doing an outstanding job of, like I said, affecting the game. I asked uh, Derek Carr about that. I asked Max Crosby about that in the, in the postgame media session about, you know, what was your thoughts on, on the way that Raider Nation was able to affect the game? And, and everyone talked about it. Like, it, it was a big deal. You know, so that that was uh, that was great, man. I, I thought that I thought Raider Nation did a great job, and I know there were Ravens fans there as well that were making some noise and doing their thing. Now I will say this: the one thing I didn't like to see. Dun, dun, dun. There's always one. There's always you know something you know that we can uh, you know get and, and say, hey, this wasn't cool. And it's not like I'm firing any shots at anyone in particular, but just the timing was off. The wave. The wave, and I, someone's going to think I have something against the wave because I always bring it up. But when Gerald McCoy was down with the injury, at some point, I get it, somebody started doing the wave, but that's not the time to do the, the wave. You don't do the wave while there's an injury. You know, you just go back to, think back to Pop Warner. Think back to high school. Think back to college. When someone's injured, man, everyone takes a knee. Everyone takes a knee and it's quiet. That's the time to be quiet. I want, I want, I want Allegiant Stadium to always be electric. I want it to be all fired up, but you don't. I mean, and that goes for both teams. When there's an injury to either team, you, you don't – the wave doesn't start. That's not the time for the, the wave. I, I looked around the press box and I thought, ah, not, <laughs> not right now. That's not the moment for the wave. So just a little constructive criticism right there. That's, that's, the, one, that's the one area of uh, critique that I definitely have. Don't want to see the wave while there's an injured player on the field, and especially a guy that's been down for a while like uh, – like Gerald McCoy was, and that was that was uh, unfortunate. And we still don't know the exact extent of his injury. We still don't know the exact extent of Unique Ngakwe's. Actually, nothing has been confirmed confirmed from the Raiders yet. Uh, it's been it's been put out there that Denzel Good has a torn ACL. And think about this: he tore his ACL. If this is true, seven plays into the game, and then came back later in the game and played, and then went back out. Ooh. I mean, just think about that. Think about that. I mean, you want to talk about some toughness? Yeah, that's toughness. That's a tough dude right there. You know, that's a real tough dude. Got a text from the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Q, Damon, Lalo, Malosa from the 760. Epic win last night. Was I worried for nothing that Zay took his helmet off after scoring the winning touchdown? I thought that was going to be a penalty. Keep up the great job on unnecessary roughness. Raider Colors. Uh, thank you so much for that text, my man. Raider Colors is that new Too Short and Ice Cube song that we debuted. Had uh, Too Short on the show yesterday talking about it. That was awesome. You want to talk about a kid in the candy store, man. I was that kid in that candy store when we had Too Short on the show. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Uh, but, yeah, you were worried about the, the helmet penalty thing for no reason. Uh, the, the game was over. The game was over when he took his helmet off. They weren't going to take the play back. If anything, if that had been in the middle of the game and he did that, and I don't even think that they enforced that anymore, but I do remember when that was a big deal. Like you couldn't even start to take your helmet off. It's like, oh, that's a penalty. But that would have been a penalty on the extra point attempt, but they didn't have to do that because the game was over. So, yeah, don't, don't worry about that. Um, and, again, I don't even know if they even, uh, they even enforce that anymore. But thank you for that text. I appreciate you. Got another text. What's good, Q? 
this Yayo from Jersey. I don't know why I said it different, though. I think I just felt like I had to say it different because his name was Yayo. You know what I mean? You got to have a little bit of street slang to you. You got to have a little swag to it when, you, when your name is Yayo. You know what I mean? You just can't read it like a normal text. So anyway, let me get back to the text real quick. What's good, Q? This Yayo from Jersey. Just wanted to tell you the game had me sick for a while, but I guess it was just rust to start the game. We look good. The media, of course, talking about the Ravens' loss, basically. We ain't beat them. Shake my head. I guess the hate ain't going to change anytime soon. It's crazy. Uh, we this banged up. Anyway, it's only week one. Uh, that's from Yayo in New Jersey. And, yeah, man, that's the unfortunate part about football. Injuries happen. Injuries happen. They just – you never know when it's going to happen. Uh, you just – you don't know if it's going to be, you know, 14 weeks into the season or it's going to be seven snaps into the season. It's just it's the unfortunate part. I heard JT make a great point earlier in the, the 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 day, saying that he felt like he saw a lot more injuries week one this this uh, this season, and it feels like that as well to me. But I also realize that it's week one of the regular season. You know what I mean? And, and we all have missed football for so long that as soon as we start seeing a bunch of injuries, then boom, that's you know that's what it is. So uh, it, I don't know if there's more, but there's obviously some big. There's some big-time injuries to uh, some big-time players throughout the throughout the NFL. Uh, let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. Oh, and another side note, uh, you mentioned Brian Edwards, and I believe Brian Edwards is going to be a guest on In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor coming up at 415. So that's something to uh, to uh, look forward to as well. Vinny Bonsignor pulling the – Pulling a good little interview right there with Brian Edwards. I, I'm, I'm going to have to get his plug, man. Wherever Vinny, whatever plug Vinny has, I'm going to have to get that as well. But uh, up next is Robert. You're on Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind? Is it Robert or Richard? It's, it's Robert. Okay, Robert. What's up, my man? What's on your mind? What's and, up, and, and man? C- Chilling. C- congratulations Chilling. for being called nine. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. So, I, I, got, I got a couple things I just want to say to okay. Raiders Nation. Now, I live here in Vegas. I've been here for like eight years. But I am from Baltimore, the Baltimore, all right? Yes. Now, the game was good. We, they, they, you know, I, I root for the Raiders unless they're playing the Ravens. <laughs> one okay. Thing, <laughs> that's the only time that I don't root for the Ravens. <laughs> I got but you. I, got to, I have to say this. If anybody watched that game, coaching lost the game for the Raiders. Everything that people are saying today about what the Raiders did and all of that, trust me, it's all correct. But as you know, Q, it's all about possessions. And we made a big mistake in the third quarter going for it on fourth and one. I'm talking about the Ravens. Yeah. Instead of kicking the field goal and make the, making the game 17-7 to seven, as opposed to being 14-7. to seven. That's, one, that's two possessions. And if everything would have played out just like it did, everything, other than us kicking that field goal, we would never win in overtime. Right. So, you know, I'm just keeping it. I'm keeping it a buck. I hear so, you. It, you know, I, I I root for the Raiders, like I said, except for when they play them. And Harbaugh, Harbaugh got to go, man. He always mm. does stuff like that. You know, we lost our running backs. We don't have Gus Williams. We didn't have J.K. Dobbins. And you going for it on fourth and one, and you out here in the tire dome. That's what I call the new dome. You in the tire dome, and you're going to try to go for it on fourth and one. You cannot do that. You have to take the points. You have to take the points. You can't play the Raiders cheap. And I think that's what we did, and we got our butt handed to us, and we deserve it. And to the Raiders Nation, God bless you. 
and let's go Raiders. That's up when they play Ravens. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, great call, my man. Great call. Appreciate you. And uh, congratulations on winning the tickets to UNLV and Iowa State as well. There he goes. Good stuff. That was good stuff right there. He said, I, I always root for the Raiders, except for when they play in Baltimore. But, hey, I'm, I'm not mad at him right there. He, he, uh, you know, he, he's mad enough to come on the radio and admit that, you know, and, and, and let it be known and, and say where, you know, where he felt like the game was lost. And I'll say, you know, I, I talked about John Gruden going for it on fourth and one as well, where a lot of folks said, oh, he should just kick the field goal and got the, got the three points. It's always easy for all of us, and I'm not you know, pointing you out or anything. I'm just saying it's always easy for all of us to go back and say, well, you should have done this. You should have done that. You should have done this. You didn't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's a lot of things my grandmother told me I should have done when I was growing up, and I didn't. And, well, <laughs> I paid for it. But, I mean, you know, it's just what we do. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things we should have, could have done. My mother used to tell me things all the time. Son, do this. Son, do that. Well, you had to learn your own, you know. We all learn our own way. So I did. Child support's no joke, though. I will say that. But anyway, just throwing that out there, Damon. All right, Q, before we wrap up, <laughs> you threw out the question to, to start the show. What did you learn about the Raiders from Monday Night Football? So what did you learn? Because I got to tell the fans what I learned. Well, I, I learned that this team is, is they're, they're getting better. They have a lot of talent. And they believe that they can win games. Uh, something Derek Carr said that John Gruden said to him last night uh, in, in, in passing was, and this is what Derek Carr said, we're never out of a game. I do believe that they have the wherewithal and they have the ability to, to, to live that way. We're not out of a game. So I think what I, my biggest takeaway is that the Raiders have that ability. I've always said it for years on top of years after I made the tragic mistake of leaving a game, a Raider-Charger game back in the day, I left it early because, well, the Raiders weren't scoring. They weren't doing anything. They were going to lose the game. So I started to leave, get a jump on the, on the, uh, you know, on the crowd. And then all of a sudden I'm standing in the parking lot and I hear, Never again as a fan would I leave a game early because it just doesn't make any sense. You never know what's going to happen. I, I could truly believe, and I, I, I say this based off of the, f- the first game, that I think that this Raiders team has the ability to be in, in, in every game. Defense is going to complement the offense. Offense is going to complement the defense, and that, that gives them a fighting chance. So that's what I took away from the game. What was your biggest takeaway? What did you learn about this team? The biggest thing I learned about this team is that this team, they, they're fighting this year. Like you can tell that just from game one that this team isn't going down easy. They're not laying down. The fans being in the stadium, that was probably one yes. of the biggest takeaways. Because yep. I think I don't know if it was Max or Carl that was asked the question. I think it was Max. It was like, Oh, would you guys have lost this game last year? And he's like, Yeah, I don't know. You brought that up earlier, but it's just like Yeah. Yeah, Max was year, asked that. Yeah. With that Dolphins game, that probably right. doesn't happen if you got the fans in there. Shoot, it was like Carl even said like the fans need to learn when to be when to be loud. <laughs> right. They're I just agree. as loud as when, when they're on fourth and one is when we're on fourth and one is what Kyle said. It's right. what Carl said. So yeah. I mean, there was there was a sign on the Jumbotron in the stadium that on big time plays, it said it said quiet please. Like it did at a ten like it's like you're at a tennis game or a tennis match. Quiet please. You know what I mean? Like it's, it literally said they shouldn't have to give you instructions on when to be quiet, but that's—I mean—that's a learned—that's a learned activity, and, and we're going to learn them. We're going to learn uh, Raider Nation and all the fans that are in the stands at and also, Stadium. Real quick, when to be quiet and when not to be. Go ahead. Real quick, also Corey Littleton. It's always been said like, "Oh, this this new system, this that or the other." I just don't think that he's. I I just don't think that Corey Littleton's the guy. Ooh, hot take to mine. Coming out, coming out swinging. Okay. 
there was a couple plays that that fourth and one that we've discussed in great length on the show. That fourth and one, I mean, that was a a, a play that that he's got to make. He's got to be a take a better angle at that. Uh, he didn't. Uh, he, he still had ten tackles on the night. So um, yeah, okay, all right. So after one game, you're 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 not you're not feeling the the. The Corey Littleton, Gus Bradley experiment with, uh, with, with as far as Corey, Corey Littleton goes, it's a, it's to be determined. I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay. yeah, and I say that as we close out the show. All right, well, I'm glad that you closed out the show. I'm glad you said what you said. Vinny Bonson, yours coming up next in the huddle. Brian Edwards came up clutch, man. 37 seconds left in the game. That's when he got his first catch of the game. But man, when he needed him. He came up big time. So you'll hear from the guy who thought he won the game. Everyone thought he won the game, then didn't, but still had big four catches and 80, was 80 yards on, on the night, three or four catches, 80-something yards. Uh, that's a, that was a good night for Brian Edwards. Uh, even though it started a little bit late, he did some big things. So Vinny Bonsignor is going to come up next, 4 to 6 p.m., holding it down on Raider Nation Radio 920. We'll talk tomorrow.